فاشرف بي لاشتغالي بالعلم ولا تبغي به ما عشت يدا بدلا ويا له من شرف عظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد وإن شرح في الكتاب التحفة السنية بشرح المقدمة الأجرومية written by Muhammad Muhyiddin Abdul Hamid. We spoke about the fi'il are thalathatu anwa'a. We categorize the verb into how many? We categorize the verbs into three. We categorized the verbs into three. We said it's madhin wa mudari'un wa amrun. Past, present and future. And we define what each one meant. We mentioned what each one was. Then we spoke about what harf was. Sahih? We spoke about what a harf was. What did we say a harf was linguistically? Um, the lexical meaning? At-tarfu. We said it's an edge. It's the corner. Okay? Very good. Now, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to talk about the three types of harf there are. Okay? Because remember what we said, we're going to define Everything, the ism, the fi'il, the harf, we're going to define them. And we did for all of them, right? We also said that we're going to mention each type for the noun, each type for the verb, and it's also each type for the noun, three, right? So now we're, we're on the last one, which is the harf. What is its type? What are, the, what are its types? Is what we're going to speak about, inshallah ta'ala, now. Are we all together? So remember what I said, remember this number three, it's very common in grammar. You tend to find that a lot, that three, three types, three types, three types. So how many types was the noun? Three types. How many types was the verb? Three types. And the particle is going to be the same, it's going to be three types. So let's do the first one. Somebody help me with tissue. So we said that the harf is three types. How many types do we say the harf is? We, we categorize the harf into three. The first one we said is called mushtarak. Mushtarak means what? Mushtarak baina al asma. Well, it's shared between the verbs 
and the particle. So there are, there are letters where you would see that they will enter the particles and they will also enter the, the fi'l. An example for that would be, Isad? Hal would be an example, right? For example, hal. The word hal, it enters onto a particle, and it is it so it enters onto a particle, and it also enters onto a what? And it also enters into a noun. In other words, what comes after can always be a noun. Hal attacker. Attacker is a what? Fi'il. It's a verb. So a verb came after it. You can say lahu hal lahu. صح؟ هل هو صح؟ له أن هو are what? Sorry, for example, هل هو هو is what? It's an isim because it's a ضمائر, it's a pronoun. Does that make sense? So what comes after can either be a noun or it can be a verb. Does that make sense? So this makes it what? This makes it مشترك shared بين الأسماء والأفعال the verbs. And the noun both share it. Very good. We understand that one. The third type is it's muhtas. Muhtasun bil asma. Muhtasun bil asma means it's specific to the nouns. These can only enter into nouns. An example that the author rahimahullah gave is the word fi, right? And inshallah ta'ala we're going to see all the huruful jar, huruful jar, which are particles that only enter into nouns, fi. And then we're left with the last one which is mukhtasun. Mukhtasun bil af'al. Mukhtasun bil af'al means they only enter into only verbs. They only enter into to verbs, and you're going to learn them, which is lam and lan, and etc. Adawatul nasbi and adawatul jazmi, which you're going to learn, inshallah ta'ala, they all enter onto what? They all enter onto the verbs only. Lam, whatever comes after it, is always a verb. It's always a, it's always a verb. Are we all on the same page? But generally speaking, this is something many people get wrong. The word huruf is two types. Sah huruf al maani and huruf al mabani. Huruf al maani wal mabani. Huruf al maani and huruf al mabani. What are the huruf al maani and what are the huruf al mabani? And the reason why I say this point is because this is actually what is connected to the whole discussion of which of them is the one that the author is talking about here when he says harf. Okay, he's referring to huruf al-ma'ani, which is the first one, the top one. Huruf al-ma'ani. Huruf al-ma'ani is the one he's referring to, which is huruf, they're words, but they're particles. Does that make sense? Like fi, ila, they have some form of meaning. Like in huruf al-mabani are like the huruf, the alphabetical letters, the huruf al-hijaiya, alif, ba, ta, ta, jim, ha, ha, dal, dal. This is called huruf al-mabani. Are you there? 
So when the author here says Al-Harfu in grammar, the harf that they're talking about is not huruful mabani. They're talking about huruful al-ma'ani. Huruful mabani is the alphabet letters. Alif, ba, ta, ta, jim, ha, ha, These are huruful mabani. Here, harf, because harf is used for both of them. Am I making sense? Very good. Now, the author, rahimahullah, the sharih of the kitab, Ibn Ajirrum, he now goes into the alamat of the, of the ism, and then he goes into the alamat of the fi'il, and then he goes into the alamat of the uh, harf. And we'll speak about each one, inshallah ta'ala, at its place. Are we together? So let's start with ism. The author, rahimahullah, he says, alamatul ismi, the signs of a noun. He says, فَالْإِسْمُ يُعْرَفُ A noun is known. بِالْخَفْضِ وَالْتَنْوِينِ وَدُخُولِ الْأَلِفِ وَالْلَامِ وَحُرُوفُ الْخَفْضِ So the author mentions the signs of the noun. We're going to divide them into two. We're going to divide the signs of the noun into two. Okay? So the types of signs that the author rahimahullah, mentions in the sharah uh, here right now, they're categorized into, into two. What are the two that is categorized? So let's say alamatu. Alamatu al-ismi. Alamatu. Al-ismi. The signs of the noun. We, we're going to categorize it into two. We're going to categorize it into two. So the first one we're going to say is what enters it fi awwalihi in its, the beginning, the, the front part. There are signs, some signs that enter it from the front. Sah? And the author, how many of those did he mention? He mentioned two of them. He mentioned Alif Al-Lam, right? Alif al-lam entered, it's a sign of the noun and it enters it from the beginning. That's alamatuhu, that's its sign, and it enters it from the front. And the second type that the author rahimahullah mentions is huruf uh, al-khafdi, right? Sorry, yeah, huruf al-khafdi. Huruf al-khafdi, huruf al-khafdi. So the author mentions alif al-lam and huruf al-khafdi. They enter it from what? They enter it from the front. Now we have the last, we have the second one which is fi akhirhi. The author mentions how many types? He also mentions two that enter it from the back, from the ending of the word. Hey, what was it? Al khafth, which is the first one. Hey. Yeah, and the next one he mentioned is. Tanween. So, al khafth we have, and we have at tanween. We have al khafdu here, and we also have at tanween. And we have alif al lam, and we have huruf al khafdi. Are we all together? Am I making sense? So, these are, this is a gist of what the author is now saying in the method. Okay? So, alamat al ismi is two types. Mayatkhulu fi awwalihi, that which enters it from the front. Mayatkhulu fi akhirihi, and that which enters it from the ending. Are we all together? That which enters it, that which enters it 
from the front is alif alam. That which enters it from the front is alif alam. Good. And huruf al khafdi. And that which enters it from the ending is al khafd wa tanween. Does that make sense? Are you all with me, brothers? Are we on the same page? The Tanween, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to be speaking about it. Four types we're going to categorize it into. Because the Sharih mentions it. Four types of Tanween there are. So the Tanween is four types. People just only know one type of Tanween. So we're going to have Tanween with Tamkeen. We're going to study Tanween with Tamkeer. We're going to have Tanween al-Iwal. And we're going to do Tanween al-Muqabala. We have Tanween al-Tamkeen, Tanween al-Tankir, Tanween al-Iwal, and Tanween al-Muqabala. Those are the four. Like it's ten. They're most common. Ten are the most common. We're going to only take four now. And the next six, we're going to take them in Mutamimatul al-Ajrumiyah. We're going to take them in the other book after this one. Does that make sense? Oh, don't worry, we're going to touch on every point. I just want you to first of all have an understanding of the metan. Once you have the understanding of the metan, we can go in details with each one. Okay? This is the overview that you should have. This is the understanding that you now need to have regarding the alamatul ismi. So if I say to you the signs of a noun, automatically you should say, mayadkhul fi awwali, that which enters it from the front and that which enters it from the ending. And also that which enters it from the front are two types and it's alif al lam and it is also huruf al-khafdi, which we're going to mention how much they are. Then you go to the second type, which is fi akhirihi, that which enters it from the ending, and you're going to categorize it into two, al-khafd and al-tanween. Okay, I'm really sorry because of my writing, I'm just writing it fast. Uh, but I'm trying to read it out as loud as I could. So far, does it make sense what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Beautiful. Let's go now back to each one, inshallah ta'ala. Let's take the first, uh, let's take the, um, the signs one after the other. So what's the first sign up there? Which one do you have at the beginning? Huh? The first alama that it's distinctly known for is what? Dukhulul alifi wallami. What does Dukhulul alifi wallami mean? So here we have the first sign of the noun, which is the first one of the four that the author mentioned, the author mentioned four signs, right? The first one, Alif Al-Lam. Brothers and sisters, are we together? Alif Al-Lam is basically, you take the word Ar-Rajul, you take the word Rajul, so Rajul, So we have the word Rajulun Rajulun Sah We have Rajulun A man We want to make this word into a known man Now it's indefinite, it can be any man Sahih? How do you know Abdul Rahman, it can be any man? 
Yeah? How do you know it's nikra? No. That's not enough. Wait. Fatullah. Rajulun. Huh? The tanween. This tanween is called tanween or tankir. We're going to take it later, inshallah. Are with me? This tanween makes it indefinite. It makes it any man. We'll come to that, inshallah. Don't worry. That's why you always hear that tanween and alif alam cannot enter each other. Have you heard that before? You can never see a word that has tanween in it. And in un. And also have an alif alam in there. Because why? Alif alam is a, it signifies, it shows that this is known now. Does that make sense? And also the tanween here can be a tankir. But remember, the alif alam we're also going to take there are types, inshallah ta'ala. We don't speak about it in Ajrumiya now. We will go to Mutamimatul Ajrumiya. We will go into it. Like the line of poetry, Sometimes you see some, some word names that are already known. Abbas, you see Al-Abbas, Al-Yazid, Al-Walid. They got alif alam in it. Walid is already known. Why does he have alif alam in it? Does that make sense? All of that tafasil and also the people who are un, who are himyaris. Himyaris don't say alif alam. They have another word, it's am, am. The himyaris, alif alam for them is am. That's a lugam in lugat al-Arab. All of that tafasil and those details pertaining to it is all found in the mutamimatul ajumiya, the sharah of al-kawakib al-durriya. Are we all together first? So here we have rajulun, a man. We have rajulun. You want to now make it a, uh, you place an alif alam at the beginning. What does it become now? Ar-rajulu. Ar-rajulu, you say. Does that make sense? Ar-rajulu. This word now is a noun. How do you know it's a noun? Because of the alif alam. That's how you identify that it's a noun. And it's very important that a person can distinguish between what is a noun and what is a verb and what is a particle, harf. Very good. Then we go to the second one, which is huruful khafdi. And the author mentions the huruful khafdi. The author mentions the huruful khafdi. So if you look at your metan, you're all going to see the huruful khafdi. Huruful khafdi are letters that go before the noun. So we have. We have the word. Masjid. Mas. Masjid. Sah? We have the word masjid. So now this word masjid, is it a, is it a, uh, is it a noun or is it not? Huh? Huh? Noun. It's a noun, Jamil. So how do you know it's a noun? Min. Min al-masjidi. The word min went before it. Ilal masjidi, to the masjid. This is called, the author is going to give you all of that. They're called huruf al-khafti. This is called huruf al-khafti. Min, ila, rubba, ba, kaf, lam, ayn, ul, an. All of those are huruf al-khafti. And each one we're going to take what their meaning are. Each one we're going to take its meaning. Are we all together? Brothers and sisters? They also go before the noun. This is the noun, it goes before the noun. This is the noun, and it has gone before the noun. Jameel. We're going to take each one, inshallah ta'ala. So first of all, I just want us to have an understanding of. And then what's khafdi? Khafdi is what happens to the ism after those letters go into it. So now we have ilal masjidi. 
So we have ila here. Ila al-masjidi. Sahih. Al-masjidi here has got a khafd there. Sorry, sorry. It's got a khafd there. These huruful khafdi, they're called huruful khafdi. The reason why they're called huruful khafdi is because they're the ones that force the noun to have this khafd. So you can't say, min al-masjida, no. Sah? Are you with me? You can't say min al-masjidi, uh, min al-masjida, or il al-masjida, you can't. You have to say min al-masjidi. Alaykum salam. Are we all together? Are we making, am I making sense to you all? Why? Because these particles went before it and they necessitated it to be a khafd. Now let's listen. Alif alam only enters a noun. Huruf al-khafdi, they only go before a noun. You'll never see min ila before. Anything that you see after min, anything you see after ila, anything you see after a ba or a li, all of the times you have to remember it's a, it's a noun, whatever comes out after, after it. And khafdi, this sign, which you guys call kasra, but it's not. We'll speak about it, why it's not a kasra. Okay, the reason why. Okay, we'll specifically talk about in grammar why we don't refer to this as kasr. We refer to it as something else. Are, you, are we all together? This is specific to a noun. You'll never ever see a verb that has a khafd on it. Now you guys are learning that you won't need to have tashkil on a book. Tashkil and harakat, and, and it has to have tashkil. Or I ain't gonna buy this book because it ain't got no tashkil, I can't read it. The reason why you can't read it is because you don't know grammar. Because the grammarians, everything for them is in a place. Oh, harful jar is before it, so I have to eat. Ah, they know how to read it. Does that make sense? That's why they don't need tashkil on their books. Some of the books that even have tashkil are wrong. They've got wrong tashkilat on it. So you, just buying a book because it's got tashkil is a problem. You need to learn to put tashkil on it yourself. And put it on there yourself, thinking, observing each context. Are we all together? That's. Last but not least, Tanween. Tanween is an, in, un. It's dhamma, two dhamma. So when you say an, and you say in, and you also say un. Sah? That's basically called Tanween. Let's go into each one properly, inshallah ta'ala. Let's take each one. Let's go back to khafd. Khafd is also known as jar. Khafd is the word, the word khafd, khafd, that the author here used, is a usage by the Kufiyin. The scholars of Kufa, ulama in Nuhat from Kufa are the ones who call it khafd. And the author here, he's a Kufi. Ibn Ajurrum is a, he's a Kufi. Good. The word jar, jar, is used by the scholars of grammar from Basra. Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen writes a little benefit here. Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen in the Sharh of Ajrumiyyah. How do you reconcile between the scholars of Kufa and the scholars of Basra when they differ in grammar? Who give, who's given precedence? Sah? Who should we choose over who? Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen in the Sharh of Ajrumiyyah, he mentions it here. Try to look, read it, inshallah ta'ala. Who's, who's given precedence? Try to look at it over there, inshallah. Are we all together? What does khafd actually mean? 
Khafd, it means, Khafd is what we would call Kasra and anything that takes its place. It's Kasra and Omanaba'anha. It's Kasra and anything that takes its place. What can take its place? We're going to see it soon, inshaAllah ta'ala. Very good. That's what khafd means. Does that make sense to you all? Now we're going to move on to the next one, which is tanween. We're going to now move on to at tanween. Tanween, what does it mean in the language? Tanween means at-taswitu. It means the noise that the bird makes. It's called chirping, huh? What's it called? Chirping. Ah, that noise that it means, makes. The Arabs, they say, ta'iru. Ah. The noise that the birds make. It's not just necessarily the, uh, the chirping that the uh, bird makes. Even the noise that the uh, crow makes. It's also, Arabs they will say, al-ghurabu, al-ta'iru, and etc. Ghurab is a crow. Ayyisawwata, when he makes a noise. Does that make sense? That's what it linguistically means. I'm the lexical meaning. Technically, what, it, what does it mean? What does it technically mean? Um, the definition of khafd. Sorry, tanween. It means noonun sakinatun tatba'u akhir al-ismi lafdan wa tufariquhu khatta. It basically means a noon with a sukoon is pronounced but not written. That's it. Baytun. What are you saying at the ending after it? For example, what's the difference between what's the difference between writing? Let's take the word masjid, right? Let's take the word masjid. So we have the word masjid. Mas. So we have masjidun. Dun here is what? It's a tanween, right? What's the difference between that and mes, Masjidun. Masjidun. What's the difference? In terms of pronunciation, they're the same, right? Sahih. Are you there? The only difference is writing. So that's what tanween's definition is. It's nunun sakina. It follows up the wording when pronouncing it. So you pronounce it like this. But when you write it, it departs from it. There's no such thing as a noon. It's not written. Something else is written now. What is that? Does that make sense? That's what a tanween is. So, one more time. It is noonun sakinatun tatba'u akhir al-ismi lafdan wa tufariquhu khatta. It is a noon that has a sukoon on it that is attached to the ending of the word in terms of pronunciation. But there is nothing there when you're writing it. So they're the same in terms of pronunciation, but they're different in terms of writing. صح? That's what tanween is in simple terms. Have we defined it? We have. And it has four types. 
It has how many types? It has four types. The first type is called Tanweenu Tamkeen. Tanweenu Tamkeen is the first one of the Tanween. It's called Tanweenu Tanweenu Tamkeen. What does Tanweenu Tamkeen mean? It means it's a Tanween that enters onto a noun which it's I'm making up this word. I'm making up this word, okay? It's a, a tanween that enters into a noun which it's nounhood. It's strong. It's a hundred percent. There's no deficiency in its it being a noun. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? I'm not making sense. Okay. There are some nouns that are not fully nouns. They're weak nouns. Does that make sense? They're not fully, 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 fully nouns. They have some weakness in them where they're somehow resembling a particle or they're even resembling a verb. Ahmed. The word, the name Ahmed, Ahmed is what? Pay attention. Ahmed is a what? Is it a name? Huh? Ahmed. Hey, say, I praise Allah. Ahmadullah. I praise Allah. Ahmed is also a name. Does that make sense? Are you there? Are you with me? Yazid. Yazidullah. Yazidullah. Yazid is a name. Yashkur. Names like that are names that are used as names, but they are actually verbs as well. Are you with me? They are what? The verbs. Ahmed, for example, is a verb. If you want to say, I praised Allah. Um, I praise Allah, sorry. Huh? I praise Allah. Ahmadullah. I praise Allah. Ahmed. Ahmadullah. You see the thing? So that's why Ahmed doesn't accept Tanween. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Tanween does not enter Ahmed. You will never ever find Ahmadun, Ahmadin, Ahmadan. It's mamnu' min as-sarf. It doesn't accept Tanween. The reason why it doesn't accept Tanween is because it's not rooted in being a noun. Does it make sense? That's why the name, he, the word here, At-Tamkeen, actually means somebody who is rooted. We say this Talib is Talib Mutamakkin. Mutamakkin means he's grounded student of knowledge. He say that, right? Allah says in the Quran, uh, Tamkeen. Tamkeen now means somebody to be solidified in something. So this type of tanween only enters into a noun which it's noun, which is really adopted being a noun properly. It's a fully developed, 100% noun, pure noun. Does that make sense? Muhammadun. Muhammad is a noun. From whatever angle you look at it. Does that make sense? And inshallah ta'ala as we go on, to Mamnu'at min as-sarf, we're going to learn those who look like part, uh, those that look like verbs. And inshallah ta'ala, when we come to Babel Arab, we're going to talk about those who look like huruf. Does that make sense? But for now, all we need to know is that the Tanweenu Tamkeen is the one that all of us generally know. It's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the normal one that everybody knows. The one that you just saw in what? Muhammadun. You know, Marartu bi Muhammadin. Ra'aytu Muhammadan. Ja'a Muhammadun. That one is the 
the one everybody knows. That's the common tanween. Okay? Are we all together? And it enters asma' which are mutamakina. Asma' which are mutamakina. So it doesn't look like a uh, harf in any way, form, or shape for tubna. Because if it looks like a harf, it's going to be mabni. And it doesn't look like a fi'il, then it becomes what? Mamnu' min as-sarf. It's saved from both of that. Salima min antash antushbiha. It is saved from looking like a. It's saved from looking like a harf. Fatubna. It becomes them. Becomes mabni. And it is also saved. This noun is saved from looking like or resembling a fi'il a verb. And then it's gonna fatubna min asarfi. Then it becomes mamnu' min asarfi. Are we all together? That you don't need to really, really know what that means now. All you just need to know is that any noun, that's a hundred percent noun. That tenuin enters it. Simple terms. Are we all together? Brothers and sisters. Huh? Huh? I don't know, I just feel like I was talking to myself for that. We all, we all say, okay, eye to eye, alhamdulillah. So now that's the first one. The second one is called Tanweenu Tankir. So there is Tankir. Tankir. Tanweenu Tankir, it enters onto the nouns which are what? Huh? They, it enters into a noun which is mebli, first of all. It goes into nouns that resemble particles. Are we, are we all together? And in other words, it goes into nouns which are not 100% nouns. Sahih? We would call them asma' which are nouns which are known as mabni. Just remember that name. So it enters into nouns which are mabni. You are trying to distinguish it from when it's definite, from when it's indefinite. Naam. Tankir. We're going in more details today. More than what you've probably studied with me before. So the first one, the, the second one is at tankiru It enters into the asma which are mabni. And the reason why it enters it, it distinguishes it from when it's definite and when it's indefinite. For example, 